everybody. Welcome to the PFFA pod. My name is Kyle McLowry, and I'm here today sitting with Vice President Terry Foster. Terry asked me to come in and have a conversation about the mandatory overtime policy. And I don't really have anything prepared for this, so I'll just freeform it and we'll ask questions as we go. But Terry, you want to go ahead and just start off? Um, we did talk a little bit before we got going. You want to start with some of the history of the policy. So how, how about introduce yourself and we can go there. Well, I'm Terry Foster. I'm your uh, vice president, uh, one of your vice presidents at Local 43. Um, if you haven't met me, I work at Truck 13. And I've been working on this mandatory policy for a bit. And I know it's a, a subject that's near and dear to a lot of our members. And I want to try to make this as quick as possible because okay. I can probably talk about it for two yeah. hours. Circles and um, circles. Sure. Yeah, sure. So let's talk about the history a little bit. Um, you know, we, we used to not have um, a lot of these partial call mm -hmm. shifts that we have now, mm -hmm. callbacks. Um, long ago, we had just 24 hours. If you want to take vacation, you had to take 24 hours. So yep. um, the city um, allowed us, our members, some freedom. And, and it was great when they gave us 12-hour VCSs, as we called them, vacation call shifts. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, then they, they probably eight, 10 years ago, they mm -hmm. gave us even more. They, uh, our uh, bargaining unit was able to get um, eight-hour mm -hmm. vacations. Um, and part of the history with that is that we had, they, they were a bit overstaffed. Right. And, and, and right. so we had five-person trucks all the time. Yeah. And uh, although we love that as an as a EOPS member, sure. um, it was costly to the city to have that many people. Um, so they, they offered that, and, and our members used it. It was a great benefit, and it still is. Fast forward to today, yeah. um, it, it's kind of difficult to fill some of those. And a lot of our members uh, have... A, a life outside of work, right? Yeah, so sure, sure, sure. In, in the past, a lot of our firefighters were single income for their household and those call shifts meant a lot. That was yeah. the extra money that helped them get by. Um, today, I think we make a great livable wage um, and, and, and I, I hope to make that better. But mm -hmm. at this point, we make a great wage. People enjoy their time off. Yeah. And, and to me, that's important. It's a sign of progress, really. It is. It is. And for us to, to, for our members to have those freedoms that we didn't have before, right. it's great. So I, I, if I read between the lines a little bit, the need for a mandatory policy didn't exist uh, in the past um, with, with the way it was structured. So with the new hours and slightly changing of our culture, this has become more and more of a pressing issue. It has, and for a lot of issues, like for a lot of reasons, I should say. Uh, some of the issues I see um, are that, that we daily staffing. I've been up at BHQ for a couple of weeks now, um, uh -huh. helping out in the mornings. Um, and uh, I've seen some of the, the specific issues we have. And I wanna make one thing clear to our members. Staffing is, um, is the city's job. Absolutely. It's not our members. So, yep. so, you know, as hard as I want to do to help them find a, a policy that helps them, it's not our job to staff. Um, right. You know, th th these issues arise from from the lack of hiring okay. uh, from that's one one issue. But there's there's a lot of things that factor into it. Um, you know, we knew three plus years ago that we needed to hire paramedics. We made it very clear to management that we needed to hire paramedics. Did they hire paramedics at the time? No. Fast forward to today. We're short every day with paramedics. Right. That's not right. You know, as much as we want to try to solve those problems. That was a management issue. Right. And I know this is, now we say that this is making it sound like there's a new issue. This, this need for the policy has been 
uh, in place for at least three to four years, maybe longer. Yeah. Yeah. You've been working on it, to my recollection, probably three or four years yeah. in that realm. And it probably was something that was at least talked about prior to that. But um, how about just in the past couple of years? And I, I can speak a little bit from my experience with the bargaining team. I do know we talked about it in bargaining. Mm -hmm. And Local 43 brought some solutions to the table. Mm -hmm. um, HR agreed to them. And then they went to the union, the, not the, union, the administration, the fire bureau administration, and that's where it stopped. Yeah. yeah. So, is there anything you want to get into, or do you want to? Yeah. Is that yeah. Let's too much let's in the weeds? no no let's let's talk about that. But yes, it has been three years ago. And I was looking back in my notes. I sent a letter to the membership October of 2017, mm -hmm. discussing the issues we're having, and then mm -hmm. with mandatory overtime, same trying issues to is now pretty same much? issues, yeah. trying to solve the problems rolled over into bargaining. So fast forward in, uh, to that point, and then that's what you're talking about. So we, right. yes, uh, in July of 2019, we had a tentative agreement on the table okay. ready to sign. Um, I get a call from Alan. Uh, I'm on vacation, and he says, hey, we have a deal done with uh, mandatory overtime. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I just want the members to know we had to, to show that, yes, it's okay to pay double time because that was one of the issues they had is no other bargaining unit doesn't. And we proved that that was wrong. There are bargaining units in the city that get paid double time for okay. mandatory overtime. Okay. So he said, we have a deal done. Um, he sent it to me. I looked at it and I said, you know what? It, 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 I can't remember all the bits and pieces because it's been a while, but I said, I'll accept it. And, and part of that was double time for all mandatories. Mm -hmm. Um, but I believe we got rid of the the non-counting piece at the time. They right. hated the not to calling staff every day over right. the the all call and mm -hmm. saying, "Hey, anybody want to work today?" We're begging people. It's a non-counter. I said, "Okay." Even though I feel that that's a tool that helps uh, staffing and mm -hmm. it helps the city right. um, put butts in the seats at the same pay rate that they want to pay, um, they said they didn't like it because they it was a, a what what a member or a former member would call gaming the system. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so what he meant by that is people won't sign up. They'll wait till the non-counter happens and they'll take the non-counter to me. If that's a game they're willing to play to pass up on overtime and possibly not get it, that's fine. But if they do get it, then the city wins. They get somebody at the pay rate they want sitting in a seat. Right. So, um, but I wanted to keep that in there. They said, no, we took it out. Okay. Um, but we kept the double time in and I thought the deal was done. I get back and, Alan's like, you know, I signed it and handed it over, but I don't remember getting a copy back from them. Right. Because I think they were going to sign it and get it back to us the next um, session. From what I understand, it went to management and they said no. Okay. So that's where we sat at that point. So let's go back to the table and try to figure this out. I want to talk a little bit about mediation. And, and when we got to that stage, we're basically sitting there with somebody in the middle saying, okay, how do you guys get a deal? Um, we brought this issue in, and in our mediation, I know it's hard to see, but um, groups to the specific issue will go in and talk. So Alan and I would go in and, and bargain with, um, I believe it was Chief Espinoza and the and the lead negotiator for the city, mm -hmm. uh, Marquise Fuchs. Marquise, yeah. Um, so we sat there and talked, and we said, okay, what are the issues? How do we get a deal done with this? You know, we had already given given up the the non-counting piece. So we said, well, how about we take time in three quarters for mandatory overtime? Um, the answer was no. Okay. You know, so, okay, well, what's the real issue with, with double time? Because the way I see it, the only way you mandatory people is if you're not staffing appropriately. Mm -hmm. So how does that become 
you know, an issue for us to resolve. No one wants to be at work that day. So we have a mandatory, right? Well, the, the, the big issue they had with the double time was that small work groups, um, and I'll give an example, pilots. Okay. There's very few pilots, right? So what happens if a pilot never signs up? They get mandatory every day. They get double time instead sure. of time and a half. Sure. And, and if there's one thing that we all know, firefighters can figure out uh, any game to play. No, so, sure. yeah, the loophole's there and they'll find it. That's, that's a legitimate concern, I suppose. It is. It is. And, it's, and I understand it. Okay. I, didn't, I wasn't looking at it from all angles and I got it. So we said, well, how do we solve this problem? And Alan Fershweiler said, I have the, re- the resolution. Cap it at 48 hours. After 48 hours, then it's time and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do it annually. Cap it annually. If you get, if you get, if you get two, two shifts, mm-hmm. you get, you know, if it'll count as four essentially for a pay, then everything else is back to normal. And then, and then you're staffing the city the way you want, right? right. So we, we solved that problem. Um, the answer was no. And I said, well, I don't, I, I, at this point, I don't feel like we're, we're on the same page here as far as bargaining. Right. I feel like we're just being told we don't want that. And, and this is the end of the line troublesome for me um, because I feel like every problem that was brought up we try to help find a resolution and then they just find another problem okay so here we sit today and I look at the policy that they finally slid across um, recently yes and this was mm, a couple months back okay um, and I did I did highlight in in my notes the the differences between the two policies and I did tell Alan, I said, you know, and I was, I'll be honest with you folks. Um, I was worn down and, <laughs> and, and I hear I, th- there's some misinformation out there that, that comes to you, um, that is your union is holding you back. Right. And I'll tell you what, just some of those points I just told you, we're trying to find a resolution to these problems and the answer still continues to be no. So okay, we, we went through mediation. We didn't get a resolution. Alan and I go, uh, we had a ledge con in, in DC and we're flying back. And I don't, I think it was a layover. We had a layover, I believe. I can't remember exactly where we're in an airport and he's talking to Marquise and he's like, Terry, let's get this mandatory done. We're, we're so close to finalizing a deal yeah. to get the CBA done. Um, and I said, well, what's the deal? And he said, 24 hours, double time. And I wasn't happy because <laughs> I felt like we have come so far mm-hmm. and what are they just going to wait us out until there's, you know, which, which in their mind I can see it's like, well, our members are frustrated so, and they can keep blaming us. Right. So it's easier to just sit back and say, well, they're not solving the problem. They're not solving the problem. Right. Um, so I said, fine, sign the deal 24 hours. It still wasn't good enough. So that was what, Alan and Marquise came up and it still didn't fly through management. Let's pivot a tiny bit. So we understand the 48, I mean, the overtime, the double time issue ended up just being a no go. I mean, they, this, unless it's okay. Do you want okay to pivot or do you want to finish up on something? There? Yeah, no, I just, I just wanted to f- finish up on this piece about okay. the last um, part. And I did tell Alan, I, I'm just, I'm just done. So right. they, they basically sent us a policy saying, you know, we're, uh, Oh, this is the other thing. <laughs> um, if I can rewind back, um, uh, working out of class, they didn't want that. Mm-hmm. And for me, that is probably one of the biggest things. If we have members willing to work, why would we mandatory people? Right. 
You know, is there a cost associated? Yes, there is. But that's there's a cost associated with any type of work we do in the city, right? So, right. so if I have a, a lieutenant that wants to work to ride backwards for eight hours, right? I am I am okay with that. I really am because I think it's most important that our members' health is taken care of. If they need to go home and they don't want to be at work, I think that overrides the the sure. few bucks that are going you know, to sit on the, the table. To their credit, just to be clear, they're le- they're allowing that now. There is definitely working out of class yes, now. Sir. It's more fiscally responsible for, for the city. I mean, people are only working down, so of right. course it costs more, but it's not like working double time. Right. And so, to, so I guess to the point with that, if I were to sign the policy they have in place right now, it would be worse for our members. Now, the thing that would be better is they would know who's going to get mandatory. The problem is there would be more of them mm-hmm. and um, our, our members that really want to work won't be able to work, and there'll be people staying at work that don't want to be at work. My point is that if, if, we, if we go with the policy they have, it right. harms our members more than what we're doing currently today. So until the, leave, but yeah. I, yeah, but okay. Are they, is that policy they're offering, they offering working out of class, or is it just working in class? No, no, if, if in, the, in theirs, it's not working out of class. They okay. skip. that makes sense. They, gotcha. so, gotcha. That, so, so why would I ever agree to a policy that would make it worse for our members today when I'm trying to help them solve their problem. It doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. Understood. So it does. And this is the downside. It does adversely harm people that don't know, like we don't have an idea of who it's going to be tomorrow. Right. Until staffing plays out and it's inconsistent on where those spots are. And of course, as you know, part of the issue is as it stands now, Somebody could get mandatory three or four times while somebody else has zero. Absolutely. And that part bothers me. And that's why I've been working so hard to get a deal. And we're so close. And HR, I, I can tell you, they want the deal. Right. <laughs> I don't know. You know you know more of the details than I do. But isn't that, is that one of the, the biggest sticking issues that when you get people contacting you with questions, comments, concerns, upset, is that they've been that person getting four mandatories while someone else has not gotten any. And they want to they want policy in place that, that starts a list. That's a reverse seniority list. Right. Is there any other specifics that people are upset well, about? Well, well, that part, you know, what's amazing to that part, Kyle, is they, they have the ability to adjust this, right? So their staffing model right now is short on paramedics, right. period. We all right. know this. It's not, mm-hmm. a, it's not some secret. Well, instead of fixing that, and I mean, they can, and we've done it multiple times in my career, probably at least four times, we've had issues where we where we have to go to BLS trucks for even as short as three months to get until we right. got our medics up to staff. Well, why aren't they doing that now? Why are they continuing to harm those medics when we know we're short every day? It doesn't make any sense. So if they really want to solve the problem, we have firefighters. They're lining up. You know, Uh (laughs) we have firefighters put put those folks in the spots, ease the traveling pool for uh, paramedics. Um, And I think that is one step in the right direction that shows that they want to solve their staffing problem. They don't have any real motivation. They're not they're not getting hurt. It's just the membership. Yeah. I mean, this can be killing morale. So they might care about that. I don't mean to be too. Um, yeah, what's the word I'm looking oh, for? It, it is negative, morale. They're, 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 it is, and it, it's beating up morale. And guess what? They just take that that anger and deflect it back towards the union right? instead of solving the staffing issue. And that's where I really have concern. So if you have an officer, whether it's a lieutenant, captain, battalion chief, come around and tell you, 
when you're complaining about this, that it's the union that's holding it up. At least we can tell you from our side that's that's not a, an accurate narrative no, of what's been going on. We we are so, giving solutions to the so, problem. So what are we going to do? How are we going to fix this? What's the step? What's heck, what's going to happen tomorrow? How are we going to well get through? I'll tell you what happened when this final proposal came across. I know I did tell Alan. I said, you know what, sign the deal. But I'm only going to ask for one thing. If they're going to take away everything else that we put in there to try to help, be it uh, non-counters, working out of class, um, then give our members double time mm-hmm. for mandatory. Like, I, I fine. If they wanted to strip everything out of the policy, then if you're going to make somebody that uncomfortable and not care about their mm-hmm. their families, their concerns, their reasons they don't want to be at work that day, then pay them double time. What do you want people to know about this, about what's going on? Like, why... Why is this so important to you to get this out now? I mean, do you think you're close to getting a deal? I mean, not a deal. Do you think we're close to agreeing on a policy? And ultimately, have, have, have the, let me ask you this, Terry. Have the details of the policy that the city has passed across been made public? Do, does the membership know, the people that care, that are upset, do they know what the, because what I don't, I don't know what's in the policy that, that they're looking, asking for. Um, is that public knowledge? Um, I have it. If somebody wants to come talk to me about it, I am willing to sit here and, cool. and show you the difference between okay. the two. Okay. Um, I know uh, this isn't table bargaining right now. We're just having conversations to try to solve an issue mm-hmm. that we can get an MOU on and, and move forward. Um, I don't want to step on any toes as far as just saying, Hey, this is <laughs> point out these differences, but okay. I can show you Okay, there are, there are, um, a lot of similarities. You know, mm-hmm. this policy started from BHQ many years ago with the help of our one Oh threes. Um, and it's just been crafted. We took it and it's like, okay, these are the things I would want. These are the things they wouldn't want. want. And, uh, but we just keep circling around to, okay. to this is what, this is what they want today. Very, spe- very specific, very narrow, um, and I am my main focus, and this is what I want the members to know. My main focus is that we have a happy and healthy workforce. Right. If people don't want to be at work for whatever reason, be it their own mental health or their families, I don't want to force them to be at work. And if we accept the policy that was slid across to us, we will have more mandatories every day than we do today. And okay. I know it feels like we have a lot today. But if you go with this policy, there'll be more every day, okay. guaranteed. I'm assuming in both, there's a sort of a hierarchy or a algorithm set up for how they're going to be getting, trying to get rid of or get call shifts filled prior to moving into mandatory mode. That, that's all set up. And then I'm assuming both policies do have a list that's set up. So it's going to be reverse seniority for the offcoming shift. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's one we think we agree on is is if once we have a policy in place, it will be reverse seniority and hours worked, and coming off shift. Um, if if we have to make phone calls to mandatory people, we're in dire straits, and I think that has more mm-hmm. to do with a with a, 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 a wildfire close to home sure, or, sure. <laughs> or 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 extenuating circumstances. And what's the deal if somebody if somebody were and this is getting in the weeds, maybe I'll like to keep this out. Let's say I get mandatoried for. Eight hours. Um, does that do I need to get up to twenty four before I can get down to the bottom of the list? Nope. Okay. Nope. One hour a mandatory is more than I've worked, so I would be at the top of the list if you got that one. Okay. Hour. So someone could get only four hours and then 
go to the bottom list and not get called for quite mm-hmm. a while. Then it's a reverse seniority until some the, the lowest else. seniority or the highest seniority has four hours or less. Okay. So yeah, there there that piece is in place. Um, I think even you know those small details and and like that's why I said we could talk for hours. But there was a lot of things that we hashed out right. back and forth um, that I I don't want to spend your time bending yeah. your ear. But I would tell you um, my my goal is to have a mandatory policy in place that our members can clearly see. And if if somebody wants to go home, I am doing everything I can to make sure that member goes home. And right now. If I were to give up on their policy, I would feel like I haven't done my job. If people have thoughts, ideas, concerns, um, maybe write them down, type them out, and send them to Terry yeah. in the email. Yeah, email it's me. probably better than in a phone call, just in, ten, in the sense that you'll have it in front of you, you can refer back to it. Yeah. You know, you guys out there all have great ideas. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of good solutions. So be in touch with Terry. If you want more specifics about the policy that's been passed across, he's got it. Yeah. Um, just communicate, and if you know if you're frustrated, we get it. And but um, maybe if you have some great ideas, share them. Yeah, and and trust me, I feel your frustration. I hear your frustration, um, and but I, what I don't want to do is put something in place that we can't change, and that harms our members in the future. And right now, I see that if I if we were to sign off on this, it would it would definitely harm our members. And I figured, well, if we're going to harm our members, we might as well pay them. And that's that's why I ended up with the position well, it, I ended up it, with. It also, making the double time gives the city some incentive to avoid handing them out. Right. And, and, right. and to staff they, should have, they should have some incentive to avoid them other than, oh, eh, you know, more it'll hurt morale. Right. And, and here's one last thought I want to leave all of you with. Um, you know, when we signed up to do this job, we knew that we had to be at work certain times mm-hmm. we had to be at work on holidays when we mm-hmm. didn't want to be on the weekends. Um, yeah. and so we we are a workforce that has to be here so if you are able to work please 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 sign up um now and even after we get this policy um let's let's help each other out um so that there are less of these issues that we're having that's a nice closing thought and i'll close with that's great, and we should help each other out. But you know what? The city should figure this out. Yes. They should hire enough people that we don't have to have mandatory every day. Yes, sir. I agree. My two cents. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Terry. <laughs>